This morning we find ourselves again in the ninth chapter of Mark where Jesus taught his disciples two lessons about pride and humility. The teachings found Mark 9, 30 through 41. Let me read the passage for you. It says, They left that place and passed through Galilee. Jesus did not want anyone to know where they were because he was teaching his disciples. He said to them, The Son of Man is going to be betrayed into the hands of men, that they will kill him, and after three days he will rise. But they did not understand what he meant and was afraid to ask him about it. They came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, he asked them, What were you arguing about on the road? But they kept quiet because on the way they had argued about who was the greatest. Sitting down, Jesus called the twelve and said, If anyone wants to be first, he must be the very last and the servant of all. He took a little child and had him stand before them. Taking him in his arms, he said to them, Whoever welcomes one of these little children in my name welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me does not welcome me, but the one who sent me. Teacher, said John, we we saw a man driving out demons in your name, and we told him to stop because he was not one of us. Do not stop him, Jesus said. No one who does a miracle in my name can in the next moment say anything bad about me. For whoever is not against us is for us. I tell you the truth, anyone who gives you a cup of water in my name because you belong to Christ will certainly not lose his reward. Well, let's pray. Dear Father, I thank you so very much for your word, and I thank you for your son, and I thank you for the teaching here, the teaching about uh, uh, pride and humility. And so, God, I pray that you will open our hearts and minds to your truth and help us to take it into our lives and and live it out in, in our daily walk with you. And so speak to us now. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Today we take a a turn in our journey with Jesus and his disciples. They have turned south now, heading through the region of Galilee and heading down to the city of Jerusalem. This would be their last trip together. And so Jesus wanted to dedicate this time to teaching his disciples some in-depth lessons about discipleship. These are some in-depth lessons that we need to learn as Jesus' disciples today. He begins his teaching with this morning's two lessons about pride and humility. But before he did that, he reminded his disciples a second time about his upcoming suffering and death. We start with Mark 9, 31. He said to them, The Son of Man is going to be betrayed into the hands of men. They will kill him, and after three days he will rise. Luke recorded it just a little differently in Luke 9, 44. Listen carefully to what I'm about to tell you. The Son of Man is going to be betrayed into the hands of men. Jesus didn't want his disciples to miss what he was going to say. He was going to be betrayed, he was going to be killed, and after three days he was going to rise again. 
Jesus knew that picture didn't fit the disciples' thinking about their promised Messiah. In their minds, he was supposed to be a conquering king and not a suffering servant. However, that wasn't God's plan for Jesus as the Messiah. And his plan would soon be fulfilled as Jesus would suffer and die in Jerusalem. See, Jesus was just simply following God's plan for his life. And he wanted his disciples, including you and me, to, to, to learn to humbly follow God's plan for our lives. The Apostle Paul emphasized that truth in Philippians 2, verses 5 through 8. Your attitude should be the same as that of, of Christ Jesus, who being in the na- very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. What amazing verses. Jesus humbled himself by leaving heaven and becoming a man on earth. And then he humbled himself even farther by by obeying God's plan and eventually dying on the cross. That was the humble attitude that Jesus' disciples were supposed to have. And, And that is the humble attitude that we should have also as Christ's followers. Now the disciples understood none of that. Notice what it says, Mark 9, 32. But they did not understand what he meant and were afraid to ask him about it. The disciples didn't understand all this talk about being betrayed and being killed and rising from the dead. Plus, they didn't understand anything about Jesus' humility or anything about his desire for that same humility in them. And even though they didn't understand, they were afraid to ask Jesus any questions. They were too prideful to admit that they didn't understand too prideful to think that that this would ever happen to their Messiah. And pride is the reason sometimes that we don't ask questions. We, We don't want to look foolish before others. Most of us live by this saying, better to be thought a fool than open your mouth and remove all doubt. I mean, let's just admit it. Jesus' disciples struggled with pride in their lives, and we struggle with pride in our lives. That's why Jesus' lessons on pride and humility are so important for them, the disciples then, and us, his disciples today. Here's the first problem that he addresses in his teaching. Being prideful in ourselves and who we are. We see that problem among the disciples, Mark 9, 33 and 34. They came to Capernaum. When he was in the house, he asked them, What were you arguing about on the road? But they kept quiet because on the way, they had argued about who was the greatest. The Greek words for asked and keep quiet in these verses. It is in the perfect tense, which means 
They happened repeatedly. Jesus kept asking his disciples what they were arguing about. And the disciples kept being silent. Like a child who had been caught doing something wrong. They didn't want to admit that they were arguing about who was the greatest among them. I can only imagine how that argument went. Peter, James, and John had just recently gone up the mountain with Jesus when he was transfigured. Of course, they couldn't share what they saw. Oh, but they would have thought that they were the greatest because they were closest to Jesus. I'm sure the other disciples had their reason to think that they were the greatest. Andrew brought Peter to Jesus in the first place. And Judas Iscariot, I mean, he was the group's treasurer. All such arguing seems petty and self-serving to us. But in the Jewish culture of that day, your place in society was important. At a dinner, you, you would want the prime seat closest to the host. In the synagogue, you would want the prime seats closest to the teacher. I mean, obviously, that's not true today. The argument for the disciples was all about who is the greatest. Who's going to be the closest to King Jesus in God's kingdom? Now, now we might not argue about such things, but that doesn't mean that we're not prideful. We're just prideful in, in different ways. Thinking that we're too good to do certain tasks. Being too prideful to ask for help. Believing we are better than others and know more than others. Ignoring what others say or suggest. Needing constant attention and affirmation. People, we have a problem with pride just like the disciples. And, and, and we have the problem of being prideful in ourselves and who we are. Now here's Jesus' answer to this pride problem. Humbly putting others first and serving them. Just listen to what Jesus said, Mark 9, 35, sitting down. And so this is going to be important what he's going to say. Jesus called the twelve and said, If anyone wants to be first, he must be the very last and the servant of all. At our camp up at Prairie States last month, when it came to mealtime, every kid wanted to be first in line. They would fight like the disciples to be up front. For, for one meal, after the kids had lined up, I, I reversed things. I had those that were in the back of the line go first. And that is exactly what Jesus is teaching. Instead of pridefully fighting... To be first in line, go to the end of the line. Instead of putting yourself before others, put others before you. Instead of doing it alone, ask others for help. Instead of ignoring others' suggestion, listen to what they have to say. Instead of desiring attention yourself, give attention to others. Instead of expecting others to serve you, serve them. Be a servant of all. It's interesting that the Greek language has two words for servant. One word describes a slave who is forced to serve. The other word describes a servant who willingly serves. Jesus used the, the second word. He desires that those who follow him 
be willing to serve others as he was willing to serve others even to the point of death. Now this was radical teaching back among the prideful Jews in first century Palestine. And let's just face it, this is radical teaching among us in 21st century America. It just seems to be part of our nature to be prideful. It is certainly part of our culture to be proud. However, Jesus is telling us to replace pride with humility. And to bring home that point, Jesus gave his disciples a living illustration, Mark 9, verses 36 and 37, just working through the text. He he took a, a little child and had him stand among them. Taking him in his arms, he said to them, Whoever welcomes one of these little children in my name welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me does not welcome me, but the one who sent me. Now, to understand what Jesus is teaching in this illustration, you must understand the place of children back in Jewish society. They were at the very bottom of the social ladder, below even a servant. Children were considered as insignificant and usually ignored. I read that the uh, rabbis back in that day considered it a waste of time to teach a child under the age of 12. And Jesus says that his followers should welcome such little ones. They may be insignificant to society, but they are not insignificant to Jesus. I mean, no one is insignificant to Jesus. And no one should be insignificant to his disciples. I mean, just let's face it. Again, he wants us to love all and to serve all and to receive all and to welcome all, even those at the bottom of the social ladder. And Jesus says when we do that, when we humbly put others first and serve them, both he and the Father are pleased. To welcome and serve those at the bottom is to welcome and serve those at the very top, the Father and the Son. Jesus himself said, whatever you have done for the least of these, you have done for me. The first problem for the disciples and us is being prideful in ourselves and who we are. And Jesus' answer to that pride problem is humbly putting others first and serving them. That that brings us to the second problem that Jesus addressed in his teaching. Being prideful in the group which we belong. This pride problem is exposed, Mark 9, verse 38. Teachers said, John, we we saw a man driving out demons in your name, and we told him to stop because he was not one of us. Apparently, John is feeling maybe a little bit guilty about something he and some of the other disciples had done. He was wanting to know from Jesus if they had done the right thing in trying to stop someone who was not a part of their group, and who was driving out demons in Jesus' name. Now, now we're not sure who this person may have been. He may have been a disciple of John the Baptist. 
He may have been part of the 70 other followers who Jesus sent out earlier in ministry. But he's obviously a believer in Jesus. He just simply isn't part of the disciples' club. And therefore, he needed to stop what he was doing. I mean, this is nothing but pure pride. We, we disciples were in the in-group. And he was in the out-group. Plus, he in the out-group shouldn't have been casting out demons in Jesus' name, especially since the disciples in the in-group had just been struggling with casting out demons in Jesus' name. The disciples were acting simply out of pride and jealousy. They They were failing to do the very thing that Jesus had just taught them, to accept others in Jesus' name. No matter who they are and no matter where they're at, on the top or the bottom of the social ladder. And let's face it, we can be guilty of the same kind of pride and jealousy as his disciples today. It can happen in in a congregation when you have an in-group and an out-group. And the in-group wants nothing to do with the out-group thinking that they are better than them. It can also happen between churches and different denominations. We are in the in-group. We have the doctrines right. They're in the out-group. They have their doctrines wrong. And if you're not a proud member of the true disciple club... You need to stop what you're doing. We have a problem with pride, just like the disciples. The pride of being prideful in the group that we belong. Here's Jesus' answer to the second pride problem. Humbly accepting and serving others. Just listen to what Jesus said to John, Mark 9, 39 and 40. Do not stop him, Jesus said. No one who does a miracle in my name can in the next moment say anything bad about me. For whoever is not against us is for us. Jesus was letting John and the other disciples know that they had made a mistake. They had made a mistake in telling the man to stop casting out demons in his name. The man was doing a miracle in Jesus' name. And so he was doing it with Jesus' authority, and at the same time, he was proclaiming Jesus and not speaking against him. And people who are like that, they're they're not against us, they're for us. They are with us. They, They are on the same team, whether they're part of the disciples' club or not. Just humbly accept them. The Apostle Paul gives us a powerful example of this in Philippians 1, verses 15 through 18. He he wrote, It is true that some preach Christ out of envy and rivalry, but others out of goodwill. The latter do so in love, knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel. The former, out of selfish ambition, Not sincerely, supposing that they can stir up trouble for me while in chains. But what does it matter? The important thing is that in every way, whether from false motives or or, or true, 
Christ is preached, and because of this I rejoice. Yes, and I will continue to rejoice. Paul didn't tell those who weren't preaching Christ with wrong motives to stop preaching. Instead, he rejoiced that through them, Jesus was proclaimed to people who needed to hear about him. One preacher I read emphasized several truths I think that we need to hear. I think they're truths that I needed to hear. First, we in the Church of Christ don't have exclusive lock on truth. Second, we as a congregation can't reach everyone. And third, we don't have to agree with everything another church believes in order to work together with them. In every community that I've preached, there has been some sort of minister's association that I've participated in. But also in each of those communities, there have been some preachers who wouldn't participate in the minister's association because they believed that some of the churches didn't have the right doctrine. And they didn't want to be associated with those who they thought were wrong. Now the truth is, the truth is, all of us are in some way wrong. I mean, each of us individually are not perfect in following all of Jesus' teaching. And each church, including our church, is not perfect in following all of Jesus' teaching. Jesus came to humbly serve imperfect people like you and me. And Jesus expects us as imperfect people to serve other imperfect people and to serve with other imperfect people. What should be most important to us as disciples is that together Jesus is lifted up. And together people are served in his name. Know what it says in the closing verse, Mark 9, 41. I tell you the truth, anyone who gives you a cup of water in my name because you belong to Christ will certainly not lose his reward. Jesus wants his disciples, whether they're in our church or in another congregation, to humbly serve as he humbly served. And even the smallest acts of service in Jesus' name, like giving a cup of water, will be remembered and rewarded by him. Remember, Jesus taught us to be lights that shine before others that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. We serve not pridefully that we might get the glory. We serve humbly that he might get all the glory. People, that's really what the Christian life is all about. The second problem for the disciples and us is being prideful in the group which we belong. And Jesus' answer to that pride problem is humbly accepting and serving others, all others. That, that brings us to our practical applications. What, what are we going to do as a result of this morning's message? Let, let me suggest uh, three kind of action steps here. Number one, ask Jesus to make you aware of any pride that you have in your attitudes Thoughts, words, or actions. 
Uh, Again, it's one of my continual prayers. God, make me aware of sin, either in the attitudes of my heart, the thoughts of my mind, the words of my mouth, or the actions of my life. And God, reveal it. Reveal it to me if it's pride. Now, number two, confess to Jesus and be forgiven of any pride that you have in yourself and who you are are in the group that you belong to. I mean, if we find pride in our lives, if we find sin in our lives, we need to confess it and be forgiven of it. (laughs) And then number three, learn from Jesus to humbly put others first and serve them and to humbly accept and serve others. I mean, God simply wants us to be humble servants. That's what he was. And that's what he wants us to be as well. Well, let's bow for a closing word of prayer. Dear Father, I thank you so very much for your word and for your son. And God, we've been challenged today to look at the pride that is in our lives. And God, we've been challenged through your Holy Spirit to, to be humble servants. And so, God, help us in that task. Help me in that task. Help all of us in that task. God, just do a work in us. We're we're living in a prideful time. And, And God needs humble servants. And God, I pray that we'll be those humble servants. God, please work in us that you might work through us to make a difference. And we pray all that in in the powerful but humble name of your son Jesus. Amen. We thank you so very much for listening and sharing with us this morning. Uh, And and, and we want to know, let you know, as we always do, that if there's some way that we can help you, please don't hesitate to give us a call. Uh, Feel free to call us on our church phone, 217 Three seven nine four 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 three, or you can call, or you can contact us uh, on our website paxtonchurchofchrist.org. and 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 we'll we'll try to help you in any way that we can. We do pray God's blessing upon you. We pray God's working in your life, and and we pray that you have a great week ahead. And we look forward uh, to sharing with you again next Sunday.